0: Welcome back to another episode of Around Comics. I'm Brian Salazar. With me is Christopher Neeson, or Ted Lasso,
1: as Ted would say, "Keep calm, and get fired up." <laughs>
0: <laughs> My Ted Lasso. That. Everybody's and finding that Ted that. Lasso now. It's uh, it's 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 the uh, to me Ted Lasso is the it's this year's uh, Shit's Creek. It's like the uh, the the late blooming uh, yeah show that everybody's kind of coming around to now.
1: It is, yeah, it's, uh, it's a show that actually, Sal,
0: it made me want to be a better person. Do you, know, do you know who turned me on? You will not believe. I will give you three guesses, of Who turn, and you know this person. Who turned me on to, to Ted Lasso? Andy Huck.
1: No. Eddie Garcia. No. Jerry Garcia.
0: Yes. No, 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 not Jerry Garcia. <laughs> Am I in the ballpark? Stu. Stu oh <laughs> you believe that yeah he he, yeah, he loved it and he made, yeah. he's like you have to watch it it's so good it's such a it's such a heartwarming you know story blah blah blah. i'm like okay it i'll is. check it out it is and, i i can
1: uh, yeah. yeah it's i can i can absolutely see that but i, but I it is it you? is the it is the warm it is the hot cup of brown liquid that i need to curl up <laughs> to and enjoy
0: i I, see here's my pro i i did enjoy it don't get me wrong it was very fun and funny it's cute it's it's really cute cute. it's very cute it's very sweet he's a lovable character and and uh right that's his name and he's he is so good but i like him so much when he's kind of a dick
1: oh you know have have you watched the original nbc spots that that spun out of
0: I no, I don't think so.
1: So, you know the how that originated, right?
0: I have no idea. I just so watched it on when
1: look it up on YouTube when NBC Sports got the rights to play Premier League soccer games here in the US. They did this series of of Jason Sudeikis spots is this fictional character, Ted Lasso, who was a football coach that was hired to go and coach a or manage a, a Premier League soccer club. And in the spots, he's even more clueless and a little bit of a dick.
0: <laughs> See, I like Jason Sudeikis when he's yeah. kind of a dick. Well, yeah. well, I don't remember the movie he did... Um... Uh, it's like it's a family name. It's 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 him and uh Rachel from Friends and uh, oh, is and, it uh,
1: not bad bosses? Was it bad bosses?
0: No, that was another one. I like him in that, but th- this is the one where he's he's basically kind of a dirt bag and he he's a low level drug dealer, but then he ends up having to like drive a, a minivan or a, a Winnebago to Mexico oh, to pick up yeah. drugs and, and he's just such a piece of shit asshole in that but yeah, yeah. trying to be the dad it, it's just such a great you know yeah. dichotomy Stakes that he pulls off awesome. he's just so good at like yeah. he's so good at being that sort of dad figure but with an edge like yeah if they were going to redo you know christmas vacation which they did and it failed miserably yeah. it should have been him like yeah, he should have been he, that character the-
1: because yeah, Chevy Chase could play the the lovable dad guy, but also someone that can wake up having snorted cocaine off of a stripper's ass.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and that's yeah. I think Sedankus is kind of, and that was the only thing with Ted Lasso. Was like he was he was so sweet, you know what I mean, and so you know, sort of like, yeah. and positive was, and, and character. No, he never, he never went bad. He never broke bad.
1: That character is, is a, is a straight line from, from, from A to Z and, and, uh, actually, and we'll get onto comics talk, but if you're out there and you need just something a little uplifting at the end of what has been a, a difficult year for a lot of people, it's, it's really cute. It's really, it, as I described, it's the fucking ray of sunshine that we all need in our life right now. <laughs> uh, but Apple picked it up, not for uh, season, not just season two, but season two and three. So it's got at least oh, two nice. more coming. So fun stuff. Yeah. Good, good, good. good. Uh, speaking of TV, and we're waiting for, for Tom to, to get his kids put down or down. To uh, put his kids he,
0: down. He's putting his kids down. Um, uh, Pennyworth, uh, season two. I have not. Uh, I have not uh, jumped on that yet. I have to. I have to resubscribe to. Yeah, your, your epics. <laughs> epics, <laughs> yeah, because I I watched that and I'm like, there's nothing else on that channel I want to watch. Yeah. I'm just gonna drop it and I'll I'll go back when Pennyworth is is back and
1: um, I will do this. It is good because it's Pennyworth. Um, London, way different than any sort of DC or Batman canon that uh, I've ever read or seen before. They really, um, I mean, they have, they're have they completely off book right now, which is is
0: very I'm interesting. I'm fine with that. I, I, it was, I, like I said, the first season, the only thing that disappointed me is that they actually, like, had any connection to Batman. I didn't need it to, like, really be connected to Batman in any way. I was saying with, like, the Joker. Like, I said the same thing about the Joker movie. Like, the fact that they said Gotham... Mm-hmm. was disappointing. Like, it yeah. didn't need to ever be said in that movie. And, it, you know, it was just... Like- I think the
1: only passing glance at it is that it's, you know, Thomas and Martha Wayne. And the interesting thing about that is that you just know that eventually they do get together. And you know that eventually Alfred does go back with them to America. And so right. that, it's whatever it's leading up to with that. But, uh, but in this, it's like London is is absolutely fractured in no way that that is is you know historically accurate it is well
0: they they had i mean they had uh laid that groundwork in yeah. the first season of just like this is an alternate reality this is an alternate history it's not it's mm-hmm. not you know historically correct which yeah, yeah.
1: you know it's, yeah. Well, this one the batman
0: verse it shouldn't really be well it's
1: it's very very you know berlin you know it's very it's it's very germany 1930s where the fascists are are by military force taking over england and so that's the world that you know that has evolved from the last episode you picked this up like in the first five minutes so it's yeah it's good it's going to be an interesting season so
0: did you ever watch um uh man in the high castle that's one of those
1: that I got about three quarters of the way through the first season, and then just kind of yeah, it's watching. a t- It's
0: uh, it, it's really well done, but and it's you also
1: have to start with, and then kind of
0: drag, yeah, it's you know? it gets tough. It gets tough to watch for sure. Yeah, and and, and unfortunately, because it really uh, it, you know Philip K. Dick, um, you yeah, know, based on a Philip K. Dick novel, but uh, brilliantly. I, you know, the, the, as far as what they did with it, I thought the first season was really good, but yeah, you're right. It it, it gets, it gets tougher and tougher. It's just yeah. like, what is going on here? What <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. There's, there's like so many storylines and so many strange things going on, but uh, I, unfortunately I can't say that it gets <laughs> better or easier, yeah. you know?
1: And I know different. people that love that show and it's, I mean, it should I mean, I should love that show, right? It's alternate alternate reality where the Nazis win and and it's freedom fighters in in the U.S. Because you're a
0: German fascist, and that's what you. If only
1: against fascism. Uh, Mm -hmm. No, but then the whole Zapruder film and maybe an alternate, you know, reality out there where you know things you know didn't happen that way. Blah blah. Yeah, Zapruder film
0: huh isn't that no 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 zapruder film was the Kennedy assassination that's much later isn't is
1: isn't that part of man in the high castle is that they find that film
0: well they find a film the man in the high castle is 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 who is making uh is releasing these films from yeah the but it's not the zapruder um well, I zapruder, the zapruder film was part of that no
1: it's been like five years since I watched the first season. I thought that was one of uh, the books that they that they found or that she found, or something no,
0: she finds the first one is is like showing that it's showing our reality where uh, okay, uh right. where we I won didn't want a war of like Kennedy assassination or not. I don't think so i don't I don't remember that part of that being yeah. part of it i think you're I think you're confusing that with the other with the Stephen King. Did you watch that? The 11, Stephen King?
1: 2163. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Which is really good. Yeah, that's uh, Franco,
0: right? It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm taking
1: notes. And I swear to God, I'm going to send show notes this week.
0: So I have a question for oh. you. I was, I was, yes. I know we don't really. Oh, here's, we got Tom. Tom?
1: All right, Tom, we're done talking about Transmit. We're good. Oh, no.
0: Good
1: night, and we'll be back next week In
0: (laughs) No, I have a question. So I was just going to ask Chris a question, but you're here too, so I'll ask you too. I know we don't really talk about comic book news that much, but I I read this, you know, and and I get it that comic book websites – are you know just like any other sort of media website where they're just trying to get people to click on stuff
2: get them clicks
0: yeah but there was this weird article i read today i think it was like cbr or something and it was about how because of warner brothers announcing um that in 2021 like all their stuff is going to be on hbo max Mm. that they finally have like the leg up on the mcu and the mc universe and and how they're 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 trying to poise themselves to be the king of the superhero genre and my thing was just like is that even a reality like as far as like (laughs) does anyone at warner brothers even give a shit about that like that's just (laughs) like a fan yeah (laughs) right like it's just such a silly like fan you know there's this competition i mean warner brothers just cares if you're buying their fucking movies they don't you know like they're
2: like, ah, MCU. Yeah. we got
0: to
2: <laughs> we gotta beat oh. those guys. Yeah, <laughs> right?
0: Oh, that is
1: oh. Oh, big
0: sales. It's oh. just such an, I read it. I'm like, really? Is this? Like, Fine. I mean, you I know Marvel it, and DC, there was always sort of that playful competition, and, and even like Casada and, and, and uh, who was the... And at the time. Oh, yeah, those guys know? would, you yeah. know, they, they would kind of keep that friendly rivalry kind of going but I mean really like do you think executives at fucking Warner Brother are, are like we have to take down the MCU finally we've done it everyone
1: do you think the owners of the Green Bay Packers and the owners of the Chicago Bears really give two fucks who beats who on any given day the owners, well, of, the, the owners of the Packers do well it's because, because, it's because <laughs> the of the you know it's
0: i don't think think the owners of the bears know that there's a game going on i don't think they live in chicago he's 300 years old and yeah
1: yeah i mean it's it's stop treating marvel and dc like sports teams you know it's stop treating them like like one set of comic books wears a jersey and they uh, that's different than the other set it's 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 it has devolved and has devolved for a long time into the stupidest, most juvenile fan service. Who cares? <laughs> Listen, dickwads,
2: to- we need to figure out a way to beat the MCU. And the only way to do that is to release all our movies. Yes. Uh, the on only do that Wonder
0: Woman 1990,
2: uh, 1984 coming to you on HBO Max. The only way to do that is to give Zack Snyder $100 million to make a boring movie longer.
0: <laughs> like, that's
2: what like oh, like was the one thing I, rem- the one thing I walked away from Justice League thinking was God,
0: if, if only, only there was there more. Was there. <laughs> this I'm was sh- just too short.
2: <laughs> I didn't get Maybe. to spend enough time
1: with these characters. Oh, I'm sure,
0: I'm sure it's going to be a, a, a magnum <laughs> opus. <laughs> you know. It's going to be he, Orson Welles.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to take the cheap shot. I was say, is did he just make it longer by slowing down all the scenes?
0: That well, <laughs> well, could no. be. But finally,
1: we can just get
0: more. That. I needed more slow motion. There wasn't enough slow you know, motion. You
2: know what's funny? You know, uh, in the it, it always reminds me of. There's this really, there's this really great YouTube video about um, how editing saved the original Star Wars, and it's about like here's what the script was oh. and like the rough cut and here's what the editor did to like fix it right and like all the stuff with like luke and his friends on the planet at the beginning was su- super fucking slow and nobody cared so the editor's like take don't show luke until you have the droids there's no reason for him to be in the story it doesn't add anything like all this stuff, no, right? I, mean, I think you could say had footage of him. But, but it's, like a mecha- it's like a video about editing and like, right. hey, yeah, there's this stuff. And this is why this scene's deleted. It's like nothing against the scene. It's just like, eh, it doesn't you work. Take it, it doesn't work. You take it out, right? And then you see people you know, write things about like, oh, if only those deleted scenes were in the, <laughs> in the movie. Dude, and I was
0: like, people... Purposely took those scenes out because people they were- much smarter than you <laughs> and knowing what th- that was the thing. Like I, I just watched. I just started rewatching the uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and like the the extended. super extended. I don't know yeah. director's cut like jerk off you know version. And every time a scene would come up, that I'm like, oh, I don't remember this scene, and then you know, be, oh, this must be an extended scene, and I'd watch it. I go yeah, I understand why they cut that out of this movie because that scene was a piece of shit. Like there was no reason for that to be in this movie. It was, it was a dumb scene. It didn't. And that's usually whenever I watch like extended scenes when I used to on, on Blu-ray DVDs, you know, they'd have like stuff they cut out. It's like, yeah, it, it was unnecessary. Cause you know, when you're, I'm sure when you're making a film, it's like, you know, you're just shooting a bunch of stuff. And then yeah, it's like anything else, it's, if you talk to, you know, writers, it's like, your first draft is going to be garbage. And then it's the editing is really the writing. Like that's the real, you know, that's... You know,
2: you. I believe the saying is you write a movie three times, the script when you're shooting it and then when you edit it, you know? So it's like, it's just funny because I've seen, you know, it's like when you, I sent you guys the YouTube video for that because what'll happen is when you watch that video, which is really interesting, you'll get fed videos of other people that are like, Let's break down these deleted scenes and why they
1: (laughs) why they should have been in Star Wars. Should have kept this. I mean, there is something cool for especially iconic films like that, where it's like, you know what? As a fan, I would love to see deleted scenes. It's for a, a film I've seen probably 20 or 30 times in my life. It's neat to see what was on the editing room floor, just from a an interest. Sure.
0: Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, there's I mean, nothing wrong with sure. that.
1: But saying, yeah, "Oh, okay. that's that that is sacred film," but it's you know, the, the thing, thing
2: in our culture where we want more of everything. The the solution there. I love this movie so much. I want it to be longer regardless of whether it's good or not. I just want more or, or I just want it to be longer.
0: Like just one that always drives me nuts is like, Oh, I love this movie. So I'm going to take a nugget from it. And then I'm going to make a whole nother movie about that. Like backstory part. You know what I mean? And and, and now I'm going to tell the origins and it's like, it, it usually never fucking works. It's so usually never. Works. It's like, so I don't need to you know. We were talking about it
1: earlier. Who thought a fucking TV show about Alfred Pennyworth would be interesting? And it's. Pretty
0: is it? Ah. it is good, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, it can be done well, but, but I don't think just because you want more of something, it means that it's going to be good. You know, just oh. it's, it's like you're so ravenous for something. It's like, well, yeah, but you're ravenous for it because. The writer, whoever the filmmaker you liked
2: the original one enough <laughs> because they made it good.
1: I mean, do you feel <laughs> that with, with Star War with all the the big Star Wars and MCU announcements from last week, where they're, I mean, it's but they announced something like what 30 movies and, and 85 TV shows or something?
0: Well, I mean, I mean it, Disney they can't all be good, they're not all going to be awesome. I mean, no. You know, there's no I mean, way.
2: It's also just like Disney makes
0: kids' movies. Not anymore, buddy.
2: But, Not anymore. But, but also, like, yeah, Disney just fucking pumps shit out. They always have. Like, yeah. like yeah. now, there's, there's just been one like place. Seven Lion King movie. <laughs> now there's just one place to see it all. You just never saw all of it, or didn't have it all available. Like I, Disney's I, always been pumping
1: out. I didn't even watch the announcements. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I've got a Disney Plus subscription. I'll watch them whenever they come out. That's fine. Yeah,
2: yeah. it'll be like anything. I'll never. I'll, it'll take me four
1: years to get. Exactly. There. It's like, I'll watch WandaVision. I, but yeah, it's
0: that, I don't know anything after that. Well, I mean, it's always the people involved. Like Favreau. If John Favreau doing it, it's probably going to be pretty good because you know what? He's like a really good filmmaker, and yeah. he cares about characters and story development and. And doesn't you know? And he and he's sort of strong enough in the industry where he doesn't have to just kowtow no. to fandom or kowtow to anyone, and he can kind of just do what he wants, and it's pretty good. But you know, how many of these are going to be handed to somebody that either you know hasn't ha- doesn't have the experience, doesn't have the skill, doesn't you know what I mean? It's jobs,
2: I mean? yeah. Give them writers <laughs> jobs. anybody <That> any <ain't laughs> entertainment.
1: It's cool. I'm man, I'd I'd rather have that than like not, you know. So, yeah, it's gonna be neat. So,
0: yeah, I I, I mean, you know, uh, I don't
1: like Winter Soldier and the Falcon may suck, but it's neat that it's being made.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at, I mean, even just like all the Marvel movies, they're not all great. All the Star Wars movies, they're not all great. All you know what I mean? Like, you hope for those gems that are the Mandalorian, you know, you hope for. You know, to me, it's like okay. Well, if if Favreau or the Russo brothers or or James Gunn is involved, I'll probably like it. If yeah. it's you know some you know director I never heard of that came off of like you know videos and uh, some independent film, it might suck because they don't know what the fuck they're doing and they're handed something you know for reasons other than you know skill and and ability. I don't know, and and so. I don't know who 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 knows. We have a we have a comment from Neil Johnson in regards to all this. He says, I like that the Cohen Brothers director's cut of Blood Simple was shorter.
1: <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> oh, that. That's <laughs> good. I like that. That is good, yeah. Why? Because they fucking know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: a that's a very Cohen brothers thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Like
1: actually,
2: we would have taken we would take this out. Yeah. No, we would have moving forever.
0: God, I was watching uh uh, the ballad of Buster Scruggs again. Yeah. I, and and Andy Parks uh mentioned it like when that first came out. He's like, How did that movie not win or get nominated for anything? Like it is so fucking good. Every one of those stories is so goddamn good and well done. And it's like, how did it it didn't get nominated for anything? It's it, like it's not nobody even paid attention to it. It was it was so good. Yeah
1: it's netflix. netflix
0: i guess i don't know yeah. yeah
1: we were actually uh uh having a meeting today at work and we're in the conference room and someone uh w- it, on one of the monitors there was a like a fargo uh preview on we're, as we're trying to hook a computer up to it and then someone uh uh, mentioned uh, raising Arizona and one of our sales guys is like, Oh, I've never seen raising Arizona. And you heard like four people go, what the yeah. hell?
0: Never seen raising Arizona. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I can understand that, that that's, you know, he was younger for, well, yeah, that are just like, yeah, I, I think, I think Cohen brothers are niche, to a certain degree it's big niche i mean some of their films have become hugely popular obviously <laughs> yeah. but i think you know what's your favorite coen brothers film <laughs> uh shit i don't know i'd have to think about it um big I mean, lebowski I also, yeah big, i was
2: gonna say probably big lebowski probably
0: big lebowski it's it's so i'm not good.
2: gonna it's, pretend i'm not gonna pretend
1: that it's I mean, all right. I, I like other one I, I, I want to say Barton Fink and act like a an, an intellectual, but yeah, it's it's good luck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big Lebowski, like pound for pound, has more jokes in it. it, 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 it like it's incredible. I mean, it's it's fucking nice. You know, yeah, yeah it's a great movie. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, probably probably Lebowski. Are they making any of the uh, Disney stuff? The Coen Brothers. I wish. I hope they're making. <laughs>
0: I want a Cohen Brothers Fantastic Four movie. That's what I've got
1: a toe around here, by the way.
0: <laughs> you have a toe? You I have a you t- need a toe. I don't even know all the Cohen Brothers movies. Let's you see. Want let a me toe? I can get you a toe. I can get <laughs> you a <until> toe this afternoon. <laughs> Fucking amateurs. Dude, I I got a buddy of mine that will be on a chat and it will inevitably break down into nothing but we're we're literally communicating In Big Lebowski quotes, it's just back and forth. There's like no other communication going on. Everything just just becomes uh, Big Lebowski jokes. It can't. It's language. It's brilliant. Uh, I do. I do love No Country for Old Men. It's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, all their movies are good. Come on,
1: Lebowski's what about twenty three years old? Nineteen ninety eight. You know what else came out in nineteen ninety eight?
0: Oh, hey! Trans good segue. That wow. was a good segue, Chris. Nicely done, my friend. So is this,
1: uh, I actually I, I went back into the long boxes and found my found my trade, which doesn't it. Yeah, it does have a number one on it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so this is Salzburg. Sound- is huh? that the first? Is that the first trade or the second trade of the? the I mean, is that the yeah. first printing or the second printing? The first printing of the trade was only three issues. Yep. So this would this is one through six. So that would be the second edition of the trades.
1: Second edition. So yes.
0: Yeah. We're talking
1: about the first three issues on this one. We're we talking about the first six.
0: I read the first six.
1: Okay, I was gonna say I but... may have over prepared.
0: No, that's fine. I read the first six.
1: But yeah, years. it's it's I've got I may have the the original one, which They may not even call them trades then, but it was the first, the first story arc, which was three issues, the back street.
0: Yeah. It's a weird, I mean, it's a weird, like you have a, a very clearly defined story arc in the first three issues. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of breaks into these individual issues. There's, there's still something going on, you know, like an overarching narrative, but they're really one and dones each one kind of, um, with it. Uh, Yes. Yeah, so why did you pick Transmit? Why did I pick it? Yeah. Uh. Well, we had come off. You know, we were. We read uh, Tom's pick, which was political, and I just thought um, I hadn't read it in a long time. Um, I remember enjoying it when I read it, and I thought um, it might be, you know, like the prez was incredibly prophetic. You know, like uh, unbelievably. Uh, yeah, I thought maybe that this would be as well because you know it's it's a, it's amazing if you go back through science fiction literature, whether it's comics or novels or even movies, and it's like inevitably you find these connections to to twenty, thirty, forty years later. All of a sudden, it's like wow, these were really uh, prophetic. They knew, you know, it's like these writers are able to kind of look at what's going on and, and exaggerate it. Carl Ellison. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and this is no different. It, I was really shocked. Uh, I, I had, I'll be honest. I completely forgot what the storyline was. The first few issues. I had no idea, uh, going into it. I remembered it once I started reading it, but I was like, Oh wow. I, I had no clue that it, it was about transhumanism, which is such a strange, you know, coincidence in our this day and age uh, that we're we're started, sort of. Yeah dealing with a lot of the same, you know, conversations, um, that he touches on now. It's, it's, uh, you know, different in, in, in Transmet because it's about, um, humans, uh, converting to their DNA to alien DNA and being sort of half mm-hmm. human, half alien wanting to be this new, uh, new life form. Just, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it's it's an interesting comparison to kind of the the trans uh, rights talk and, and conversations that are happening today. Um for people that haven't read this, if you haven't read this book, basically uh Warren Ellis has taken um Hunter S. Thompson, the very famous writer, journalist, um uh and and sort of created this comic book character, Spider Jerusalem, who is in a uh cyberpunk um future uh of of the world um that we live in and uh he's this sort of very he was a very famous writer for a book he wrote about a politician uh fame sort of um overwhelmed him and he went to live on a mountaintop and just sort of drink and do drugs and get away from everything and he did that for five years but then he finds out that he has a contract for two books that he owes this publisher and so he decides he has to go back into the city because it was really the only place he could write he needed the city um and the craziness the chaos that the city provided to fuel his imagination to write about it um and he just couldn't do that anywhere else for whatever reason as much as he hated it in, in a lot of ways and he despises the city although i think I think Spider-Jerusalem sort of secretly loves it as well, or at least parts of it, the chaos of it. Um, He he, he sort of hates going back into the city, but he does. And his first story that he ends up deciding that he needs a job if he's going to support himself long enough to try and write these books that he owes. And so he gets a job with an old friend that now is an editor for a newspaper, basically, but it's a, you know... Uh, online newspaper but you know which is interesting because this isn't ninety eight so mm-hmm. you know one of those things where like all the news is online now, everybody just looks at their feeds and and you know in nineteen ninety eight that wasn't really that you know
1: oh no, that wasn't it was much of
0: a thing and um and so he's his first uh his first article that he writes is about these trans humans that are are they lock down a part of the city and they blockade off like city blocks and they kick everyone out. That isn't a transhuman or
1: like Seattle
0: (laughs) very much like Seattle. They, they take over this uh, thing, but the way that Ellis kind of, you know, looks at it from, from spider's perspective, you know, and spider makes it very clear. I think in, in the second or third issue of, you know, his, his idea is that everyone is a piece of shit basically like it doesn't matter um what you say you're about it doesn't matter what you profess to believe in or your goals or if you're you know trying to you know be a good person basically everyone in this world is a piece of shit other than him and even he's a piece of shit but at least he's honest about it and everyone else is a hypocrite um and i think it is a very hunter s thompson sort of thing i mean hunter you know was very misanthropic. He, he in a lot of ways, uh, hated the world, I think, and hated the people in it and, and hated the way people treated each other. Um, and, and I think Spider very much is the same way yeah um, but He had, doesn't give anybody yeah. a break. He doesn't yeah. you know
1: Hunter had an unrelenting drive to discover the truth, and the truth that he found is that people were horrible.
2: Well, I think I actually think I I have you I think Spider actually is a much more empathetic character than Hunter S. Thompson is in reality. And I think I think Spider, you know, in these issues, he has a lot of disdain for people in power or people who want power. And I think he actually likes people. Like when he's in the city, he he has compassion for the people that are manipulated by those in power and like yes,
0: yes. And like, he, do, he absolutely he does have compassion for people that have no power
2: yeah so or, it's like to me it's like a fine line of like he, he he distrusts anybody who seeks power or influence or wants to accumulate it because he believes you know and I think reality tells you that it's often true. People who seek out power and influence usually don't have the greatest motives for it, right? And I think, you know, what's interesting too about the book though, you know, to me, I remember when I first read it, I thought it was much more Hunter S. Thompson than I read this time. I feel like Hunter S. Thompson's like the jumping off point because I think there's something really different about the way he treats Spider, you know, like the idea of everything that Hunter S. Thompson ever wrote, right? Like it's from a different time. It's from like a different stage of journalism where everything he wrote about, when you read something that he wrote, it already happened. So like what he is talking about, you know, like my favorite Hunter S. Thompson book is Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, 72 rewrites around the 1972 election right and even when that book came out at the time that election or it was serialized right so he's telling you about stuff that's already happened right mm-hmm. and what's different is and what's interesting and like the part of this book that's so um prescient is the idea that spider's telling you like when he's in the middle of the riot and he's telling people what's happening he's, he's live streaming. People what's happening right now yeah. you know like and there's like a subtle difference between those things that I didn't think was a big deal when I first read because I didn't realize what a difference that was. <laughs> so now that I live in a world, right? We live in a world where everything, when events happen, people are telling about it as they happen, right? I'm, Dude, it, you don't have to read the news. You don't have to read about it a week later. Like you know he, about it instantaneously,
0: you know? When he first gets into the city, there's a scene where he's just sort of commenting as he's as he's walking from his car to the to the newspaper, and there's a scene where uh, he says a troupe of Tuvin throat singers stopping to make uh, steeps music just because they feel like it, feed site listeners milling around recording them, saving a few unique minute minutes for everybody. I'm like, holy shit, that is the reality that we live in right now. Is yeah. like yeah. you know before COVID, obviously, of just like. People doing stuff spontaneously on the street, in New York, and seventeen people videotaping it yeah. with their phone and and live streaming it, and it's just like, "Fuck, yeah. this is really prophetic." So, yeah. So to me, like reading it this time, I really feels
2: to me like a com like it's a comic book, Hunter S. Thompson, right? It's like, oh, sure, sure. yeah. Well, but like in the truest sense of like, he. You know, in a sense, Hunter S. Thompson never came down from the mountain once he went up there. Like, he kind of stayed there, right? Yeah. And, like, the character comes
1: down it's and he, up, like, on Denver's house.
2: in the, the middle of stuff. He's doing comic book stuff where he's like punching bad yeah. guys. You
1: know? And it's yeah.
2: a very, like, it's interesting to read it now. I think living in a world that's much closer media wise, of like, it, It's just, it's really interesting because it's like you could go into a lot of things about Hunter S. Thompson and, like, uh, you know, the reason why he was so, you know, so interesting is because, you know, he came from a time period where journalists told the truth, Uh right? And that was the so somebody who was a journalist who would mix in Uh things that were true
0: fiction was fiction
2: was, was mind-blowing, you know, of, like, oh, wow. Like, what he was doing is, like, he's trying to capture the vibe of something far more than he's trying to capture, like, the minute-by-minute, minute, like, what's Nixon doing? Like, he's trying to capture what it feels like. Sure. That Nixon's going to win, and you know Nixon's going to win, and what does that mean and all that, right? And uh, to see, you know, in a modern world where, you know, so many people don't think the media tells the truth. Like there's not that assumption anymore of like a journalist tells us what happens. And now here's this one guy who's telling us what's happening, but he's mixing in Edward Muskie's addicted to hallucinogens. Right. And like, that's (laughs) like an insane thing. Right. Like uh, at that time period, because that's just not what journalism is. Yeah. So it's like really weird to read.
1: Journalism. Right.
2: Yeah. Where it's like, it's interesting too, because it's a lot about, like truth and what truth is and what journalism is, like in a it's like weirdly it's also like weirdly dated in a way of like who would write a column? You know, but like <laughs> you if you just change it to like a blog, it's the same thing. Right. So it's like in that little weird space in between. Yeah. Where like
0: well, the there's iPad. still columnists though. I mean there still
1: are. columnists, but like no right. like yeah, but, you know it's a, I had a Rolling Stone subscription partly because I wanted to read what but that's not and what cool, so
2: That's not what the cool writers are doing, you <laughs> yeah. know, you know, like it's like that one of those weird things where you're like, "Oh yeah, this came out in
1: ninety yeah. eight but it, 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 was it was amazingly sure, you
2: know. <laughs> amazingly prescient in a lot of ways, and just it certainly funny, was, yeah, just like shockingly, like, oh, yeah, like that is how we now, you know, when he's just watching TV, like what's on TV? And it's like, yeah, that's what TV is.
0: Like, what, one of the, yeah, right? There's 2000 <laughs> channels and, you know, yeah. all
1: just weird oh, wait, And it's like, you know, tells his home computer assistant, which had created its, its own drugs, which is amazing. um Just, you know, roll, just do randomize and roll what do you have 10 seconds at a time? And he's just, it's almost like a police scanner for him to find out what's going on for him to find his, his first store. Yeah.
2: But it's like, it's Twitter, right? Like, it's like we live oh, now God. where we get, yeah. you can, you open up the pipe overload a whole
1: way, man. And you just get it all. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's remarkable I went on Twitter for the first time in like six months today, spent like 10 minutes on there. And I'm just like, I've, I've got to get out of here. This is,
2: yeah. It's just take a, deep drink from
0: the hose. It's one of the things I was a little disappointed with the initial uh, story arc was, you know, the scene where he's up on the, on the rooftop and he's, he's live streaming this story. uh, And, (laughs) and one of the interesting things, like I started thinking about, I was like, man, you know, as a journalist, it has to be such a bizarre thing to sit there and witness horrors and travesties and and all this stuff and not and your job is to just report it you know what i mean like Hmm. you're not part of it you just have to sit there and report it and 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 watch because you know you can't really do anything about it but that would be a really difficult thing you know for me I, i like i could i don't think i could ever make that separation where it's just like i'm just gonna sit here and tell what is going on and and I thought it was a really interesting scene, but then it ends up being, you know, what stops the the, the travesty is him writing about it. And it's like, okay, I, that's a little cute. You know what I mean? That's a little sugary. Yeah,
2: My biggest criticism of it is that um, Warren Ellis is a better comic book writer than he is a, a prose writer. And I remember <laughs> that one of the things that makes me what drives me crazy about this series is that when you read Spider's writing, I'm
0: always like, eh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Why did you get like "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I mean, it's... It's a little he, bit he,
2: of the Studio he, 60 thing where it's like, these guys are comedy geniuses. And then you watch like the comedy they wrote and you're like, these guys aren't good. Like, <laughs> this isn't funny at all. <laughs> It's like a disconnect where you're like,
0: eh, maybe don't
2: show his writing. You know? <laughs> well, it's
0: also, I mean, I remember reading this when I was, you know, in my yeah. 20s, and it really fed into my sort of cynicism and oh, built in yeah. hatred of the world. Oh, yeah. And just- I felt just like Spider Jerusalem. He was, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he, you know, <laughs> And and now at almost fifty, it's like, well, I'm, you know, yeah, it's a little silly. Like, I still, there was still a part of me was like, yeah, fuck the man, you know, like fuck all politicians, fuck uh, all bullshit, you, you know. Can't, and and you can't be wrong, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, and fuck yeah. all politicians. I, yeah, I mean that's that's the what the, the my memory of reading metropolitan came flooding back, where I'm like, oh no, that's right, I don't like this the actual thing Spider writes. I always think, okay. and i'm always like yeah maybe don't have quite so much of that in there but uh yeah i mean i i also like the art looks fucking awesome in it i was gonna
1: say we need to talk about Derek robertson because this book is beautiful
2: yeah i mean it's kind of got like those 90s touches to it you mm-hmm. know it's like the dialogue boxes and like the way like the cat you know like it's Just got those 90s flair to it. Um,
1: So one of the things I noticed is if you can see on the, the, the first three issues are all the black border and then the next three are white bordered. So those first three are that total 90s bleed everything to the edge black border. I mean, that was there was a time whenever everybody was doing that. And it was, uh, I think was Spawn, McFarlane.
0: was Spawn. It was the McFarlane page.
1: Yeah. It was Spawn that really kind of did that yeah. first. But as, whenever I pulled this out, I'm like, Oh, this half is black and this is white. And so I guess after like issue three, they abandoned the bleed it all the way to the edge, you know, dark, dark bleed cut on everything. But that goes absolutely to that, to that nineties aesthetic you were talking about, Tom.
2: Yeah, well, just like the little touches that were like, oh, yeah, this is what a 90s comic looked like. But I mean, the art was, it looks great. Derek Robertson's great.
1: The like, great storyteller, like the design of things, of what they love, the city, like. city, His city backgrounds are hilarious. And I, I would love to have seen what a script page looks like and how much, like, Warren Ellis would have been, you know, put this in, put that in, have references to this, or if Robertson was just going off on his own. Because like the signage, you know, the the litter, it's mm-hmm. so many. I mean, little I mean, even like this, this page, which is, you know, spiders foreground and there's all of this garbage and and and
0: that's mess. That's not Derek. I don't think that's Derek Robertson. That's a cover, isn't it?
1: Oh, is that a bold one?
0: Wait, I think no. that's uh, um, what's no. his name? Mark Miller, uh, the guy, uh, uh oh, quietly, uh, quietly, yeah, quietly, and wrong? um, uh, what's his name from Chicago? Um, did covers too. Um, Darrow, Darrow, yes, Jeff Darrow, and and quite a young, it must have been a very young, quietly. Uh, quite
1: uh yeah uh, is this daro? but you know uh, what i love about this is that you've got all this hyper detailed stuff which is very daro, cigarette butts and whatnot and then i don't know if you can see it but the city is through this window and the city is obviously all like bright and neon lit but through that window it's all monochrome so it puts spider in the foreground colored and with all of the all of the different bits of of garbage and trash looking out over this monochrome city and i just thought that was a a brilliant use of of color and and how they laid that out so yeah just one of the things that grabbed me
0: yeah the the you know you could spend a lot of time just going you know especially when he's in the city you know, just going through the backgrounds and looking at some of the stuff that, you know, he, he adds and puts in there to, to give you that, you know, dystopian, futuristic sort of, you know, Judge Dredd uh, cityscape. But um, uh, I, one of the things I, I noticed that I thought was really interesting is, you know, they used different inkers from like arc to arc and sometimes pages to, or uh, uh, um, book to book, mm-hmm. issue to issue. And I was kind of really amazed at the difference uh, in feel to Derek Robertson's pencils that some of the inkers gave. I was like, wow, there's a really like like the first three issues are are one way and then like the next the fourth issue is sort of like very it's a lot more fluid. it's a lot smoother of line and it's like, wow, it's a different it's a whole different kind of look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it all looks great you know what I mean but but it was just. I, it was something I don't generally notice too much, but for whatever reason, I just happened to notice the inking, like really, kind of changing the art quite a bit in in this. But um, but overall, yeah, man, the, the the art in it is really it really holds up well. Um, especially like I felt like the coloring in the first uh, few Holy issues crap, was. Dick Giordano,
1: Giordano helped ink one of these. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Maybe that's who it
0: was, man. Wow. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> wow, um, I mean, I think it's really great
2: that it still kind of looks like the future, yeah, yeah, you right know what I mean, like sometimes when you draw the future, like two decades can pass, and it's like, um, that's not the future, <laughs> 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 you know, it still kind of could be the future, you know, like it's they it's such an interesting like design aesthetic to it, where it's like you know a laptop still looks like a laptop. Right, You know, and like, yeah, right. you know, like it's like close enough
0: to our the world. Clo- the clothes are pretty normal, but just weird enough in some yeah. instances, but, but not like so weird that it'd be like, well, nobody's going to dress like, cause a lot of times like sci-fi right. movies, right. Yeah. you know, like what, at what point do we like stop
2: caring about what we
0: look like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just, you know, wearing <laughs> completely bizarre you know <laughs> uh, clothing, but uh, uh
2: it's kind of got like a weird it's got like that perfect timeless future look, you know yeah. it's like, oh that, yeah, that's what the future looks like yeah it that could last forever, even when even though his laptop is ridiculously
0: huge <laughs> <laughs> it still works, so yeah, is his assistant why is his assistant so gigantic?
2: It's like yeah, yeah, things are so, so much smaller. <laughs> yeah, well, um,
0: you know so you did that. you guys have it all? Like, so when I started reading this, and and it was you know the first story arc was all about the transhumans, the transients mm-hmm. living in that you know part of the city and everything, and 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 the way that Spider initially sort of shits all over them, I was like, oh, this you know like there was part of me that was like, oh, this is gonna be. This is not going to age well this is going to be true like tr- yeah. you know, I- <laughs> but then a little and then i think he kind of pulls it
2: back into like his disdain for people in power versus right. people who are just trying to like live you know and like feeling sympathy and empathy for people who you know are just trying to like
0: survive you know yeah it ended up being more about fred the the yeah. the the, Masa- the guy that was right. you know trying to do it for his own they didn't hide know. that
1: one with his name too much did they
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah it was in it was interesting like i was like oh okay good i don't have to like <laughs> yeah <I'll be laughs> like- but there are a lot of things i mean obviously warren else has had some troubles uh of late <laughs> you know in his own personal life and professional life um And that was the other thing, like the whole part when he gets the assistant and sort of the relationship with the assistant, this young girl that he's (sighs) he's sort of mentoring to be a journalist. I'm like, Ooh, this could be bad. This could, (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the weird things of like reading this stuff now. And I, and when I picked the book, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even really think about it. Yeah. The
1: entire time I was just like, yep. Going to separate artist from art (laughs) on this one. (laughs) Right.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean
2: I kind of don't remember what ends up happening really.
1: I remember oh, yeah.
2: Up, I mean like so I'm going to keep reading that but uh yeah, I you know I was I kind of had the same I was like, "Uh where is this going to like And then it kind of pulls together. I think it's it's a little hard at for it kind of takes a couple issues to like kind of hone in on what Spider's philosophy is. Right, because sure. the first issue is kind of just like what what's he doing? You know, like Back on the
0: he's a madman. He's just he's man. You know, like, he there's beats no meets everything.
2: Like, there's no like organizing principle to like what the character is about, you know. And that's kind of like where the one off issues after the first three kind of like even though they're one offs, they kind of start like building like what he's about, you know. Right. Like, like You know, (laughs) kicking the money changers out of the temple, you know, or like the, you know, the all these stories. Yeah, (laughs) you know, sort of start creating like, oh, this is what this character is about, you know, like, even though it's like a one off, they kind of builds, you know, the playground that he is.
0: I will say this, like. I had two reactions to it. One was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep reading this," but also two was like, "About five issues, six issues is all I can take for a little while. Mm -hmm. Like I can only take so much of Spider's, like, you know, very sarcastic, very myopic, you know, look at the world." And it's like, I mean, you know, know love. I love
1: Hunter as exhausting as he is
0: it does get to be exhausting even for a cynic like me like you know I, I at some point I'm just like well you know not everyone is a fucking bastard not every and that was the problem I think with Hunter S. Thompson too it, you know it's like I love Hunter S. Thompson's work but it also gets to be exhausting because you know it's like and it did for him obviously the world got exhausting for him He got to the point where he couldn't take it any longer and 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 it's like well then you know is it how healthy is that to to you know how much of that can i take (laughs) or how much of that is you know small doses i think at this point of just like
1: well what i would do sal is that i would read an episode of uh or read read maybe like three issues of Transmet and then watch an episode of ted wasso
0: (laughs) that's a good (laughs) Balance, yes. Well, think about what
2: how different I'm trying to think like what else was out in like 97, 98 when this came out. You know, how different that voice or like I guess I don't know. I'm trying to imagine what else I was reading at that time.
0: It's hard for me to piece. down um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was very much I mean, who's writing about a journalist in the future? Yeah, right, yeah. Like it's not who? Clark Kent or Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the fact that this thing ran for however many issues yeah. it went is kind of amazing. Just, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. Lucky, okay, I'm gonna keep reading. Yes, yeah, so I definitely want. I want to like go back and finish the whole thing again, yeah. Uh, because it was really good. I mean, it is very entertaining and very interesting, but it is sort of something that I'm gonna have to take in small doses. I think because I'm just You're like, not gonna you know. binge read like. <laughs> Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't take that. Yeah, much I to
2: read like twenty of these. Like, uh, let me sit down and just like plow through.
0: I'll, Flip. I'll, 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 I'll end up. up I them. think it's like it was like uh, I remember one point when I first sort of got turned on to Vice News, and like yeah. I was watching, <laughs> watching that. I'm like, I'm mean, like, if I watch enough of these, I'm going to build a bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm gonna lose it. it like.
2: You have to separate yourself. Like what? You're you're falling, and pretty soon you're like uh, on QAnon boards.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. It's like what the fuck. You, you
2: can doing? feel your brain starting yeah. to slip out of alignment. Are you on. <laughs> yeah. Your brain starts to slip out of alignment. And you're just like exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's that's the fear, man. It's like I'm barely Don't holding. You understand? My Don't you understand? <laughs>
2: Why can't anyone else see that? Yeah. Obviously, JFK Jr. is
0: <laughs> my. <gonna> be- <laughs> uh, I have a nephew who is sliding deep he into conspiracy oh. theory hole, and it's just like he constantly posts stuff on on Facebook, and and it's just like I don't have enough time to refute oh all of this min- misinformation that you keep posting, and it, it, I, I just uh, it drives me nuts sometimes. It's just like how do you how like he, the last thing he posted was about, um, it was just a meme. And it was like, uh, it was a picture of Hitler. And it's like, remember in, in 1938 time magazine, uh, nominated Hitler for man of the year, not, uh, just because it's the media doesn't mean it's reliable. And so I'm like, okay. And I posted this, I, I posted it on, it, I'm like, <laughs> Man of the Year was not an award for the best person. It, Time Magazine was like also. It is the most, most notable not- person in the world for that year. And I was just like, just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's unreliable. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, come on.
2: <sighs>
1: <laughs> well, but I'll, I'll just say, you know, I.
2: Person, this Hitler. <laughs>
1: The whole thing, the whole thing with with Spider just kind of wraps up on the last panel of the last page on on this this trade, um, where he's basically flipping over the tables in the in the church and you know being his you know Masonic figure, and and he declares that you know all I can do is tell the truth, and that's I think that's that's Hunter S. Thompson. I think that's. Spider Jerusalem in a nutshell is that as as angry as it made them towards the world, all the, all that they can do is tell the truth. And that's like the driving force behind that character and, and the, the person that inspired him. Right. Is that kind of what your takeaway
0: is? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think with Hunter, it was more all he could tell was his truth. I don't know well, that it the only was. What you can tell is your truth, right? Yeah, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I would think that that's what drives most journalists. I would think that's you know the the truth is is what they're searching for. You know, certainly. And 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 I, I don't remember who the you know it's like the quote uh, that I remember about journalism is like, uh, you know, journalism is is telling the stories that people don't want you to tell. Everything else is PR. Yep. yep. you know, and I I I don't know who said that. I think it w- might have been um, the guy, uh, the very famous editor of the Wall Street Journal. I can't remember his name now. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, Tom, you brought up a really interesting th- thing about you know we're we're in this weird place now where journalism is not trusted at all there's no you know there's no one that that any everyone trusts like they used to like even you know there's news no and it and that and that trust like you know it, it weans and even changes from day to day like who people trust from one day to the next depending on what they say it's we're all you know it's like more people are just looking for that confirmation bias just they just want answers that already you know uh, tell them what they believe and and it it's got to be really tough to be a journalist these days because you know there's one you're you're not uh you're not making any fucking money um, and at least you know, that was probably always the case for the most part as a journalist, but at least at one point you might have been respected. And I don't think that's the case really anymore, um, you know. So I don't know what it it says for the future of journalism because who the fuck who the fuck's going to want to do this job? But I think there's always going to be those people that, that yeah. have to try and find the truth and and mm-hmm. and tell everyone about it. So you know, hopefully, hopefully we continue to have because I think they're
1: and they are posting on parlor right now. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shut up, maybe, up, man! I don't yeah i don't know i don't know who's telling the truth i I don't know i mean it's uh, hard to yeah. say uh but yeah it was it was cool it was cool to go back and read it again and 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 uh, it's and, and, and bro. 25
1: years antique right what, what? 25 years, it's an antique, right? So it's damn near an antique. Oh, yeah. I I can't no, we,
0: forgot, uh, we forgot to play, play our trade talks. Uh- oh, oh, shit. shit. Oh,
2: God damn it. We got to do the whole thing again.
0: Yeah, we got to
1: start over. Right All right, you're going to go back and edit it. Come on, play it. Play I'm- it.
0: books worth reading about every time (laughs) what
1: i'm brian salazar and i'm here for my trade talk
0: i'm brian salazar and this is a book worth reading
1: (laughs) Uh, look that was awesome Sal. it was a great walk down memory lane um i've got mine ready are you
0: ready i'm I'm ready ready for your trade talk talk. what's your trade talking
1: about is um
0: can you turn up your mic just a oh, little bit or get it closer? I'm a... Yes, that's better. No, Tom, you don't have to get closer to this.
1: Yeah, always tell me that. Yeah. All right. I was, I was actually, so funny story. I had to uh, record the phone message for my company this last week because they knew I was the only person, A, that had a decent microphone, at home and b would care enough to actually do it and redo it if it was bad so i am now the official phone message voice for my company which right, i'm gonna call
0: i had to You're use right. the video
1: voice <laughs> hi <laughs>
0: hello
1: Especially and welcome forward, to- press one it was great. All right. So anyway, so this is um, a f- based on a recommendation that you made on a single issue uh, a few months ago and the trade came out, I think last month. So I don't know if you can get this on Hoopla. You're going to have to go and get it from your local comic purveyor or your favorite that? online purchaser. Sorry. You're going to have to buy the, you're going to have to buy the paper on this one. I think um, um, I'm, I'm halfway through it. I'm like, I'm picking this as my trade talk because I'm, Fucking loving, loving it. it, you uh, cheap
0: bastard! Oh, I already read that. Come on, really? Well, that's good. Read it again. All right, that is on Hoopla. It is on Hoopla. It is on Hoopla. Kill hey. Lock, the Kill Lock, Volume
1: One. Yeah. So, well, if have you read it, Tom? No, oh, I checked cool. it out. I haven't right. read it yet. It'll be it'll be new for Tom. Um, I still have to finish it up. Sal suggested it. And we'll talk about it in
0: sometime in the next month. Sounds good. So there you go. That's my pick. It's an interesting book, isn't it? I mean, we'll talk about it obviously in depth, yeah. but uh, I'm loving it. I, I thought yeah, it was an sure. interesting concept.
1: I love that it's uh also from a from a, a singular creator. It's uh um I'm gonna butcher this, uh Livio Ramadelli. I'm sure is the creator so illustrator and uh and does the the writing it's uh yeah i'm loving it so um go pick it up if uh if you're you're so inclined listener and
0: viewer people i will add it to the book club on amazon so that people can purchase it from there if they so choose and if you haven't uh joined our book club already you just go to amazon and well just search for around comics uh book club and, uh, um, find us on there and you can join and, and the, the book club will just tell you what book we're reading and what books we've read in the past. And you can make suggestions for books in the future if you'd like. Also, I, uh, as long as I'm talking about stuff, um, I just want to let people know you can now watch the live feed every week on aroundcomics.com. So I, I embedded the, I will embed the Twitter or the, uh, the YouTube feed so you can just instead of going to youtube or going to facebook or twitter if you don't want to go to any of those places you can just go to Aroundcomics.com every week and you can watch the live feed there as well as go back and listen and watch any of our previous episodes as well awesome, awesome. and buy stuff at aroundcomics.com. i still uh, need a Dave coffee mug yeah i got a coffee mug
1: are there pint glasses there
0: no, there are no pine glass. I'll look and see if they have any. I don't know if they We're they pine glass. Absolutely. It's through like Spreadshirt or one of those companies, so
1: okay. Nice.
0: Also, I want to ask and I'll ask you guys, but I, I and I put this on our Face on my Facebook page, but so yeah, I yeah. I used to read a lot of fantasy novels, you know. Um sword and sorcery kind of stuff, Dungeons and Dragons, The Dragonlance Saga is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um and I stopped reading that stuff probably 15 years ago or more. Haven't really read much. So I'm looking for suggestions for stuff, newer stuff. I don't really want to go back necessarily to older stuff. I'd, rather, I'd prefer to read, you know, maybe stuff that's been published in the last five years or more or, or less. Um, I did read Green Game of Thrones. Um,
1: yeah. But stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I haven't read a whole lot of stuff. So if anybody out there has like their favorite sword and sorcery book that they like, please uh, let me know. You can email me or at info at around comics, or you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or any of those places.
1: So I saw a couple of the, the suggestions. One of them is a book that that Marta is, has asked me to read or, or listen to on my commute, and that's The Lies of Lachlan Lamora.
0: Yeah, I saw that uh somebody somebody did suggest that and and that looks she pretty He loves
1: cool. that book.
0: And yeah, that looks interesting. Anime. I uh I put that on my list. Uh-huh. I, I it it sounded like an interesting book, uh, a little something different. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I think you might the the Brandon Sanderson the um yeah. uh uh Stormlight Archives. I think there's going to be like 7 or 8 of them and I think 10,
0: the, Ten. huh? It's a 10-part fucking epic. Okay.
1: You can take your time, because it's going to be a few years.
0: Yeah, but, he's going to George R.R. R. Martin it and never finish it.
1: No, he's good. He actually puts them out at, at a decent clip. All right, The the Name of the Wind, be careful of that asshole, though, because no. we've been waiting for that third book for years now. Oh. Years years
0: what is it with these guys they just know, announce the trilogy and never fucking finish their books what oh, the fuck
1: shit. uh the name of the wind is really good though it's that's another one that marta
0: well i'm not starting any fucking series that isn't finished because i ain't gonna fucking okay. get two books into have, something have you then... heard of Tolkien around have i heard of what tolkien <laughs> yes i've heard of tolkien yes
1: i hear they're pretty good
0: yeah, uh, no, not really. Not really. They're kind of overwritten.
1: I think you might like Otherwise uh, the more
0: Some Tom Bombadil? Just I don't know who that is. I'm... Lord of the Rings, it's just
1: How like... did he not show up
2: in the extended cut? <laughs> That's a weird ass character. He's just like a singing giant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and you learn his entire life history and his cousins and yeah. Every, everything about him you could possibly never want like to know.
2: Huge section. <laughs> well, they I remember when they announced that they were making Peter Jackson was making Lord of the Rings, and I was like, are they gonna have the Tom Bombadil part in there? Because I like it how are they gonna do that? And they did not. He just, <laughs> <laughs> not like, even it, not work in a movie. Not gonna work in a movie.
0: They made good choices. They made good yeah. choices on that, yeah. I, uh, I've been enjoying watching those again. They, they really hold up well. Um, they're, they're very well done uh, for sure. And, and I don't know, uh, I'm sure someone will come around and do them again at some point in time, but, um, Oh God, yeah. no, Zach I, Snyder. I want the Zack Snyder cut of the Lord <laughs> of the Rings trilogy.
1: I, you know, I'll honestly say, I don't think that anyone will ever in our lifetime we'll we'll try and tackle the the word of the, i think that's like a once and an out thing that's a big lift
0: well they supposedly aren't they doing a show i thought somebody yeah, was doing it's a show
1: is are they doing the the similarian
0: i hope not oh god that that's is... a horrible book <laughs> boring that's book. Boring. Yeah. it will be the most boring tv show of all time it's think no. of the most boring history book you've read
2: and then... Uh, read, read it that, instead of and, the similarity. And then I'd be like, also, it's fake. It's <laughs>
1: <That's
2: what laughs> like, what oh, fuck? It's like a textbook. I remember yeah. checking that, and I was like, I... I
0: well, he know. was a linguist. I mean, he was, yeah. he, he was more interested in, like, you know, yeah. creating languages and the or history like, of the... Like I say, even Lord of the Rings, Ra- The Hobbit is the only one that's not, like, Who. Yeah. Yeah, incredibly overwritten. Like you know, like Lord of the Rings is a fucking you know, you oh, could yeah. cut out half of that fucking book. I don't need to know. It's an epic. All... Yeah, Jesus, it's an
2: epic baby. It is. It's a saga. It is not a uh, bound by c- conventional our conventional media platforms.
0: <laughs>
2: no, he's like this is a. F- I'm gonna write everything. It's all. Well, I mean,
0: you could like if Netflix was gonna make a show. Out of Lord of the Rings, they would just make it seven hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's plenty of material.
2: Though so surprisingly, they somehow made the Hobbit too long.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like oh, one man. one one fucking movie, people. One movie. It did not need to be it's not, it did not need to be three movies.
2: It's, it's not a complicated book.
1: No. It's not
0: they're trying or to cash the
1: mountain, kill dragon, yay, yeah. find ring. It's one movie it's one movie
0: well i think i think a lot of i think a lot of going back to the sword and sorcery books like fantasy novels it's the same thing like everybody thinks they have to write a trilogy like i haven't there's rarely i i've been going on amazon looking up books yeah. in the genre and it's like everything is part one of the epic saga it's like thank colkin for that and Dragonlance. yeah yeah it's like can anyone just write a fucking book i don't no. you know it's like you have Ooh. to it just you Street can't even today.
1: how else are you gonna get spider down from the mountain i, I suppose i suppose
0: <laughs> <sighs> all Street right i don't
1: know
0: i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about right these fucking writers yeah
1: but try uh yeah right. why lock lamora i think that's going to be the next one I, I i tackle after a promised land
0: all right well, I'm working. I'm I'm working my way through at least the first. I went back to Lord of the Ring or uh, not Lord of the Rings, uh, Dragonlance. Dragon really? Yeah, I How started reading the up. first the the first book again. How do those hold up? Uh, extremely well. Extremely really? well. Well, I mean, it's fantasy, dude. It's not like it's going to be. It's not. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to have it sort of be dated. Yeah, um, you know, I
1: tried to go back and read the uh, the Elric books.
0: I never liked those, Uh, but I, there, there was, I mean, there was definitely parts. The the funny thing was like the first part of it. I really enjoy. I love like meeting those characters and they go to the end of the last home and then they get, you know, this whole adventure sort of pops up on them and everything. And it's very, you know, it's very fun and, and it's, you know, it's, it's enough character stuff that you get to know these characters and they have a backstory and a history and everything. But then all of a sudden it gets to this one chapter and I start reading it and I'm like, I'm like, this feels like someone else wrote this. And I know it's Margaret Rice, Tr- Tracy Hickman. And I don't know how they shared the writing duties or not, but yeah. it was, it was like, it was like I was oh, reading. Yeah. It, it felt like I went from reading like kind of the Lord of the rings not not as heavy but just a little more serious and then it turned into like for two chapters or a chapter and a half it was like alice in wonderland it, it, it was like this, this very sugary
1: Zena warrior princess <laughs>
0: it was just weird it was just like very uh like it felt more like a fairy tale story or, you know, like a, like a little kid's fairy tale for a couple of chapters. And I was like, wow, that was weird. Like it was just an odd, you know, sort of just like switch in tone um, for the book. And then, and then it's kind of, it it kind of went away from that, went back to what it was. And Hmm. so there were some things that I, that I noticed um, and, and there were some things that I was just like, ah, that probably didn't need to be in there or, or 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 that could have been written a little better that kind of thing but no for the most part man i mean i'm really enjoying reading it again and i i'm falling exactly. in love with those characters all over again it's such a great like it 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 did such a great job of basically making you know a perfect dungeons and dragons yeah. event You know what I mean? Like it's this perfect party, this perfect little story. It's like, it's the, it's the campaign that every D and D player wants to go on. Yep. Like you, you know what I mean? Like if, if your dungeon master came up with this story and, 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 and threw you into it, like this would be the greatest D and D campaign you've ever played. And they just did such a great job of really, you know, using the fundamental world and characters of Dungeons and Dragons, but writing a really good fantasy novel at the same time. Like, you know, Sturm is a paladin, but he's not, he's none of the characters are, are, are cardboard cutouts, even though they're all, you know, tan, you know, Tannis is a half elf ranger. You could have
1: rolled every one of those characters up.
0: Absolutely, yeah. but at the same time, they all have incredibly interesting backstories. They have a history together. They have things that make them more interesting. They, you know, kind of, many- uh, they
1: taught us as D&D players what to aim for in developing yes. your
0: character, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and and that's why I loved it, and it's still, like I said, reading it again, it's like, oh, this is really really good and it's funny because i as i started looking for other books to read and i would i would like go on amazon and you can read like usually the first 10 12 pages of a book and so much fantasy stuff is just so fucking like one confusing because everyone feels like they have to make up names for every city. Every character has a weird name that you can't pronounce. Every you know what I mean? Like every you know, and they have to try and explain the entire world to you in one paragraph. And it's like, I don't even want to get through this, is fucking boring the shit out of me already. Where where, like with Dragonlands, it was like you the characters had pretty plain names, or at least simple enough names the places were not confusing or or overly confusing where you didn't grasp you know uh, they were almost maybe a little too generic to mm. some degree the inn of the last home it's not a great name for an inn but mm-hmm. it's it's easy enough to to grasp onto where it's not like you know this bizarre fucking name of a town uh, you know that you are wait where is that from this person's from this person name. King is from Jingle, you know, Jingleberry fucking farm. And, and I'm trying to, you know, I have to have
1: a farm is actually a pretty easy to remember name,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean? It's like, I have to have some kind of like flow chart to fucking remember all these characters and where they're from. It's like game of Thrones. It's like even the TV show at some point you're watching. It's like, okay, who is this character? Where, how are they connected? Who are they related to? It gets to be so complicated. And it's like, just fucking tell a good story like it doesn't i think fantasy writers get in this habit of like the tropes of the genre
1: the character chart they need, yeah, the, they like, need the, the connect they need the i, the,
0: I have you to have, the have this you know unique connection. name every character has to have a unique name every character has to have you know some strange sounding land that mm. they're from and it's like just just make it easy you know tell me a good story i i i, I don't I'm not going to be like dazzled by the names of your fucking towns that you come up with. You know, that's not going to be a good story to me. Like just give me good characters and an interesting story and, and that'll be enough. I, you know, I don't, I don't need the rest of it. Absolutely.
1: Um speaking of good stories, always like to hear suggestions from uh viewers and listeners and all that and what you're reading and what you'd like to hear us talk about. You can get in touch with the show by emailing us at info@comix.com. At uh you can check us out on the Facebook and the Twitters and the Instagrams and and all that. No TikTok. <laughs> no. working on the TikTok. We'll get to the TikTok.
2: 2021 baby
1: yeah
0: tom's gonna be doing dances on tiktok i'd like to see that
1: (laughs) uh remember if you are watching the show you can listen to it by uh subscribing through your favorite podcast catcher if you're listening to this and you'd like to watch it you can watch it at aroundcomics.com or youtube Uh, we usually record every tuesday night about eight o'clock central standard time and uh and that's all i got it's uh i'm looking forward to reading some comics over a long weekend here and getting back with you guys here before christmas and uh
0: i got got five more days of work this year oh congratulations i'm off the rest of the year it's gonna be nice i'm just trying to i'm just trying to claw through man
1: i may not have to go to janesville for the rest of the year which would be glorious but it's but we but we do have a potluck next tuesday um, uh, <laughs> rolling the dice on that one, um. So, uh, so we'll see if I'm done done at work or not. So,
0: well, yeah, I don't know. What, I don't think we're doing anything, uh, as far as I know, for any kind of Christmas stuff. So, I won't be there anyway because I got to work this week and Monday, and I'm done, and I'm nice. going back. Nice, nice. Twenty twenty one, but time. done
1: Tom, to 20- Tom works all the time. I'm working all the time, baby. i
0: yeah. When I'm working right now, I'm sleeping. He's working when he's sleeping. He's working.
2: I just like sit back like this with yeah. my eyes open. Oh,
1: speaking of fantasy, you know, I am I'm I'm getting into the Shadow of War a little bit deeper. The game gets interesting about like ten hours into the gameplay, which pisses me off a little bit.
0: Hey, Tom, you're, you you kind of look a little bit like Spider in the in the beginning. The man in the mountain. I've seen
1: I, a- I my beard in a while. That's fucking long. Oh, you, you gotta know what? I was in those crazy showers.
0: You know? Not to not to jump back in the book, but mm-hmm. can you guys remember any other book that that introduces a character and then completely changes what he looks like, <laughs> like ten pages in? Like I don't remember a, a yeah. book. Like isn't that kind of a weird? Like he he shows isn't you this weird? character and then. Yeah, completely different look. He gets rid of all his hair. He's covered in tattoos. He's wearing a suit. Like, what Ew. a bizarre sort of. Yeah. You know, I think transition. that was a transformation
1: of you know. He, well, he's back in the city now. He's not the from, mountain. From Tom Bombadil. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tom's tired. Let's let him go. Let's let him. Go. All right, enjoy his evening, um, everyone. Have a uh, a a great uh, last weekend before Christmas. Here, uh, we'll be back next Tuesday to. Chit-chat about comics and movies and TV and Tom Bombadil and Tom's Beard and and all that stuff. Uh in the meantime.
0: In between time.
1: We're gonna be everywhere in head <laughs> Around. <Hatter-a-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra. laughs>
0: Thanks.